Listener Production. If life was a cereal box, this would be the toy inside. Oh, I wanted that one. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Matt, last week we did have a best of. This week we're doing a guest of week. Get, yeah, that's right. That we and I and I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really did. Um, I gave you props off air and um, don't need to do it again. To be honest, <laughs> you only get one round from me. It is that we used to say uh, when I first started. Yeah, it wasn't funny enough to say twice. That's <laughs> that's often how how it works here. Should have saved it, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, magic of the moment, but no, look, it is a guest of week. We are we are giving you a sample of some of the moments that we have when we're away from each other. So yesterday, you might have heard Alex Dyson's incredible chat with Ursula Carlson on Ursula's podcast. That's enough already. And today, you're going to be hearing a little bit from myself, Matt O'Kine, joining Adam and Simon on their Adam and Simon podcast. It is a um, yeah, it's a it's a look. It's a big chat. We dive into some things that. Um, Did you mention me? I I mentioned a particular situation in a bathtub in Ghana. Oh, um, this is it. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, sometimes I think I forget that these things are forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. often forget. And so when I'm in the moment sort of saying it, then suddenly I'm like, oh, wait, it will keep coming back. Almost like the act itself. <laughs> <laughs> it just well, keeps coming around. <laughs> life is circular. Um, well, enjoy this episode. Also, feel free to turn off and go, you know if, what? I don't want to know. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about already, just it is an adults-only conversation at, at times, so p- prepare yourself. Yep, but until then, enjoy. We'll be back with you with another special ep tomorrow on All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Welcome to the Adam and Simon Show. Interview today is with Matt O'Kine, comedian, rapper, musician, book writer. Yeah. TV, TV show writer. guy, mate. Absolutely everything. Father, partner. Some sage advice from Matt too. Yeah. Interesting way to look at content, which yep. is very... Oh, we, go, I loved it. we go from talking about his life and like how he balances his life to also talking about sex swings on Facebook Marketplace. Enjoy. Let's bring him in, Simon. All around good guy, but more importantly, all around busy guy. Matt O'Kine, welcome to the show, mate. Hey, what's up? We've got the beanie on as well. Just trying to get used to this uh, cooler <laughs> weather. Um, yeah, it's I'm trying to hide the branding. It's a it's a beer branded beanie, which I like. <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, the thing is, I drink the beer. You know what I mean? I drink this brand of beer, but it's like it's a lot to be suddenly playing. You know, celebrity it, heads with your brand of beer. I mean, it's part of the point of why they do it, but... It also so, yeah. screams, got this for free. Yeah. It does, did you, doesn't did it? Did you get it for free <laughs> through buying a slab or is it like a promo one that they sent to you being like, hey, we hope Matt O'Kine wears our beer bean? It's actually worse than that. I went into a bottle shop wearing <laughs> their last version of this beanie. <laughs> and then the bottle then the guy at the bottle was like, "Do you want a new one of those?" <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I do." And um, what did you do with the old one? Did you take it there. off and throw it? In? Okay, good. I still got it. But I mean, to be fair, I was actually buying non-alcoholic beers cuz I'm doing dry July. So so uh, yeah, that that's why I'm even more conflicted. And I have to like I dropped off my daughter at daycare the other day and I'm like, 
oh, I'm the dad with the beer beanie. Like, it's like, that's not, it doesn't look good, does it? When life comes up on you that fast, it gets a little scary. <laughs> yeah, you're like, shit, you're now like, you're that stereotype for the rest of your daughter's know, life right? as well. You're that guy. But I tell you what, whoever was the marketing genius behind beanies, Absolutely nailed it because, like, free hats, they don't get the same wear. You wear it no. once at the tennis and then it goes out the no, back. I'm not going to buy – see, I'm not going to buy a beanie. No. But I've got, I've got, I've got a beer <laughs> one. I've got a Stan one from having, yep. like, the show on Stan. And I, I'll definitely rock those all, all the time. <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's, they're, they're great. We want to do the bum bag. Matt and Alex want to have a, have a bum bag. We're going to call it a crumb bag. But uh, we we wanted to do – actually, we wanted to get <laughs> – we were going to do it. I mean, you guys know what it's like. You, you, you're sort of trying to find sponsors at times being like, hey, do you guys want to jump on board this idea of a bum bag? <laughs> and, and they're like, yeah, sure. Um, one particular brand did and, and we, we thanked them for it because they were, they were like, yeah, sure, Bless let's them. do it. Bless and we're them. like, sounds great. And they're like, but um, it would be great if the bum bag could fit a, let's just say a foot long Oh um, my god! <laughs> I'm like, is it a bum bag if it's like literally wrapped? That that sounds more like a inflatable pool tire. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> you wear that. You wear that over your shoulder. It goes from your shoulder to your hip. Yeah, it's a exactly. backpack. Yeah. Uh, so you but, want us um, to just do a backpack? Okay, but right. yeah, but uh, look, massive shout outs to the uh, to the team willing to to put their name on it. So that was uh, that was a good. But yeah, we never we never we never ended up doing it. I mean, the, the real question is when next year's version of the beer beanie mm. comes out. Will you be getting that and wearing it too? Because if you drop your daughter off at daycare next year wearing the like subsequent years one, <laughs> then you are really the guy who wears yeah. the beer beanies. Yeah, I, I know. But I, I um I'm gonna be in Brisbane next year, I think. I'm planning a move to Brisbane. So there is significantly less beanie action in Brisbane. Great call. Mm. What is so the, I might need the 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 um the beer the beer DTs. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Maybe where there is a I local pool. Matt and Alex might be bringing some out. <laughs> <laughs> and they might need a sponsor from a certain foot-long making company. Correct. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they make sandwiches. If that particular company makes four-inch sandwiches. But anyways, let's, uh, let's go that. What, um, what is, what's the leading uh, What's the leading merchandise market in, in the warmer states? You are from Brisbane. I mean, yeah, down that's here, true. It's I'd say that I'd say the pluggers probably the thongs would be Good would one. be like world class. They'd definitely get a look in, mm. you know, and, and they'd get a look in 50, 50 weeks of the year if you did the uh, the thong <laughs> merch. Well played, well played. Yeah. You have to really. It's a real dicey marketing setup, though. You've only got that thin brand. Well, then you've got a real worn out sole just with like a hole in the heel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got yeah, the very in. thin thong bit. Yeah, that's it. And then, yeah, the sole. So I don't know. I don't know whether they would actually work. I got, I got, I hosted Eurovision a couple of, um, not hosted, sorry. I had a significantly less important role. <laughs> I was a judge. I was a judge on Eurovision. Um, and they gave us a whole bunch of stuff to say thank you. Um, and like, I, I don't know. I was having a discussion with my partner about this because, because I was like, oh look, there's chopping boards, there's, there's like an avocado saver, there's all these things, <laughs> and I was like, this is all perfect for regift, right? Like I'm like, Absolutely. come Christmas time, mm. oh, that you're is doing the rounds Santa of the material. family. Secret I'm like, Santa material. 
here you go. Just don't help yourself like Santa's sack. Just like whack it in the <laughs> middle and go. But then my partner's like, this literally all has SBS food written on it. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't re-gift obviously free merch. Like, yeah. and it's like, oh, I don't know. I thought I could. You've got to find the back channels. That's where you've got to organize with someone else. You're like, don't worry. I'll sort you out for gifts if you then buy me something and then we'll... Do it that way and then yeah, you've got maybe, a back channel. Okay. Let your brother like give the presents. I the feel like food. the kids, I feel like the younger people probably are excited by having, SBS you know, food branded yeah, stuff. Well, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, That's a little bit Remember trendy. when you got like a, you know, Channel 7 water bottle and you're like, Big whoa, <laughs> like I'm basically on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Get me on little leagues. <laughs> I was wild. I could definitely see like 14 to 16 year olds rocking around in like a Channel 7 polo. Shirt totally from, right. Like it's uh, like yeah. a camera cameraman shirt from like the nineties. You'd be <laughs> like, and then a share house that is def an SBS food uh, chopping board is definitely popping up in a share house, and it's like, man, it's cool ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah chopping you, board. You don't know what you're chopping on it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're giving the you're giving the presents, and you're like, I'll sign that if you want to. I was the well, I wasn't the host <laughs> of Eurovision, a, but I was a judge. Judge of Eurovision. I was very close. More I was very close job. in there. Uh, so a move back to Brizzy, back to the homeland. Is yeah, that look, the, the pull is to go back? I'm trying to um, – It's there's a tendency to be all like, oh, yeah, you know, it's going to be a little bit different. But I'm excited. Like, Pumped up. I love Brizzy. And, um, and, you know, I grew up there and there's just so many good things about moving back. And I want to kind of – I want to kind of be a part of the movement of bringing Briz Brizzy up, you know. Like it's like it, it's gotten so much better in the last – well, since I left, so actually, maybe I'm maybe maybe I'm doing the wrong thing by going back. You know, like maybe maybe I'm going to stunt its growth. Council petition comes out, Matt O'Kind. They hear this podcast and they go, nah, mate, we, "We don't want him. Back. The border's closed, mate. Sorry, mate. No, this house guy's this guy's walking Omicron. Get him out. We don't want him. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, I can bring something to the state to sort of fit back into my home. I mean, especially after the origin on the uh, like last, you know. Um, Couple of days ago, last week. When does this go out? Yeah, this goes out next week. Mm -hmm. So it was last week. Okay, yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. after the origin last week. What a yeah, what, that was all time. <laughs> what are you? Because we, we're obviously, I mean, well, not obvious, but we are. We're from Victoria, so like we kind of get origin if it's Victoria versus South Australia. But <laughs> even then, we're not that rabid for it. What What is the? What is it about origin? Like people go bonkers. Oh yeah, we do. And I don't know why. Like I still I still every year. I won't watch a single game of NRL all year and then cuz I'm finding it too problematic. I just find it I find mm. there's too, there's been too much there's too much going on. Forgiveness yeah. of terrible behavior. Netball's the only shot the only sport I feel like I can watch these days. Clean. Um, yeah, yeah cuz like it's like they, they they so far don't have a terrible rap sheet, you know, and they're not so they're not so excusing of uh, of awful behaviour, but no. Look, I'm I'm slowly getting back into a little bit of sport, and NRL is definitely one of those things that, yeah. Just I remember watching my very first game, and you know what happened for me was the very first game that I that I watched uh, of of any NRL was, uh, oh well. Basically, it was State of Origin 1994. Right now, you might you you boys won't know this, but. It came down to the last minute of the game. Queensland had a play that just went the entire length of the field from side to side. It ended up being a try. It's still this sample clip that you hear Ray Warren when they're you know the doing best. the nine wide world of sports playing the NRL intro. You hear him go, that's not a try, that's a miracle. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's what... 
I I watched that first game and it was incredible. And so ever since then I was like, well, I can't not not watch this now. Like it, it was it just cemented in me this this uh this love for that particular competition. So I don't know whether all of Queensland was watching it and that's what got us so hooked, but um but yeah, it's certainly memorable moments with Origin. At any stage were you bored when Queensland just kept winning? Yeah, because there was I feel a little like Queensland bit of a, um, win all the time. Yeah, like, yeah they, they, did, they did win like 10, 10 years in a row. Oh, there's eight in a row or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, whatever. I love, I mean, at the time, it's like, no, I'm not bored of that. <laughs> I love winning. I love winning more and more. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I have The more no you do it, the more you want it. Yeah, I'm you... like, beat them more. Make it 20 in a row. I don't care. How do you... How do you watch when you're watching Origin? Like, are you a yell on the couch kind of guy, or are you sit there passively? I know people and- who can't look. Do you know what I mean? I like I know people <laughs> yeah. who physically feel sick. They can't watch it in the presence of other people because they just like <laughs> it's too much. You know what I mean? Like, just the discussion around it is too much. People being like, "Oh, well, that was a good play." They're like, "Shut up." Just shut up. I just need to go into my little cave and, and think about it. Now, um, I'm very much different at the moment because, I mean, like last week I was I, I had scripts due. So I was sitting there tapping away scripts and I'm watching it on a tiny little, um, you know, computer in my office. It felt very un... It felt Unorigin. very uncool. But, um, and, you know, I was having... Drinking non-alcoholic beers and, yeah, yeah just... I mean, unless you were in the nude, like, doing a poo on the, like, on the chair that you were sitting on, it's not very origin at all. <laughs> it's not. It's not it's just bloody... Wha- just, just eating a cane toad and... Yeah. yeah. Mate, yeah, mate no. you're not going to get let back in Queensland with a story like that. They're like, <laughs> prove it. How did you want... Okay, you want to come back? How did you oh, watch no. origin? Oh, well, oh, I mean, I we're, I'm moving... Get we're it. starting the moving process and it's like, a, you know, it's a six-month process um to to get back to to brisbane and so we've got like i have to keep picking up this stuff from facebook marketplace my partner is obsessed <laughs> with facebook marketplace <laughs> buy it you, in brisbane don't buy it in like sydney and then no move that's where you think it's no that's where you're wrong man okay because look so many people are moving in and out of sydney all the time that like you get the best bargains. It's a buyer's I got a, fi- market. I got a fifty dollar fridge the other week. It was so so good. And yes, the guy messaged me afterwards and said, "Oh, by the way, I just found out I've got COVID." But <laughs> oh, it was it was still worth it because I don't think I got COVID from him, and I got a fifty dollar fridge. So things like that, like yeah, because there's just so many students, international students, people are just moving in and out constantly. Whereas, uh, yeah, the smaller the town you go. I mean, Brisbane's still fine, but say like, you know, we were staying in Port Macquarie for a while and, and yeah, the smaller you go, there's just less stuff there. What's what's the best, apart from the $50 fridge, or is there like something unique? Do you ever look for like knickknacks and things off Marketplace? No, but do you know what I saw? I did see someone selling crab fat paste. Oh, Whoa. whoa. I know, and I was like, <laughs> okay. Homemade? Like, I don't, yeah, homemade crab fat paste. And I was like, man, like... Niche. Do you go onto Facebook <laughs> looking for that, or do you find it? You know, like I feel like there'd be a website for that, like a real niche. You Google it. There's one website that comes up. Yeah, they just they with. just had like containers and containers of it. Like, hey, check out this homemade crab fat paste. I don't even know how I got how I saw it. Whoa. You know, man, I tell you what, I did see as well. Oh, like I mean, I don't. You know, absolutely no uh, judgment. Yep. On anyone's none, things. None whatsoever. 
But, but, <laughs> I mean, this is more a judgment on photography than kinks because there was this sex swing that oh. I saw on Facebook <laughs> and okay. just everything, it wasn't the swing, it was just everything around it. You thought, oh, I don't want, <laughs> that how'd swing you, has seen some things, you know. It's seen some shit. How would you go buying a secondhand sex swing? Like you're into sex swings, yeah. <laughs> go for it and you're like. I know, you're do you try it while you're there? Hand. Do you know what I mean? Like do you mind if I just hop in and see. <laughs> you definitely don't want the person to call you up after and be, hey, by the way, I got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like, it's like, you know, it's yeah, you, like it was in the, it's in this guy's garage and you could tell by the photos is in the sort or is in some sort of garagey den thing. Oh, it has to be. And yeah, just den. looking at his, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to single out anyone in case there's only one sex swing on Facebook for sale. But <laughs> yeah, just looking at the person's, you know, profile pic and everything, I was like, oh, I yeah. don't know. I mean, this, there's the there's the question that equally the person who is looking for a sex swing on. Facebook Marketplace, but that question needs to equally be asked to the person who's selling. Why the are they swing. selling it? Have yeah. they upgraded? That's are those true. Days they probably have. Them? They probably have. I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be faulty. They've probably just gone for a better rig, yeah. like the full, because that's what most people are selling it, selling that sort of stuff for. Upgrading. Yeah. Um, or they found someone who doesn't like swinging. You know, well, yeah. Well, maybe they're like swinging, but not swinging. You know, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like. So it's been, um, nice. I don't know. I mean, you could probably find a lot of that kind of stuff. I don't know whether. I mean, do you buy secondhand sex toys? Like, would that be oh, interesting? Is that a one owner kind of thing? Because because really, terrible. I mean, the one good thing about Facebook Marketplace is it is really good. Like, there's a lot of things that I used to just buy brand new because I was lazy. You know, Fridges. I just. I did anything. I'd just be like, oh, I don't care. I'll just buy it new. I couldn't be bothered getting secondhand stuff. But the more I'm on Facebook Marketplace, the more I'm like, why would I buy anything new? It's such a waste could, like for the environment. This stuff already exists. Doesn't matter if it's got a few scratches. Doesn't matter if it's slightly dirty. Like even we bought, you know, we're gonna we'll bought, we'll have to buy like um, beds for the, for our house, you know, because it's got more bedrooms than we currently have now. So we're gonna buy a couple of beds, and we're gonna buy secondhand mattresses and secondhand beds. And it's secondhand like mattresses controversial. Well, I know, I yeah. know. Well, we did it last time actually, um, when we were, we were, we were we were moving and we bought a secondhand bed. Uh, mattress and there was like a big red stain on it and <laughs> we're like what is that it feels and very the, CSI and, and, yeah. and the girl was like oh I'll just check with the flatmate whose mattress it was and then she came back and said yeah he said he spilt a um, glass of Pinot Noir on it one night and it <laughs> <Good>. was like <laughs> yeah. okay I'll just yeah. believe that like I don't want to believe anything else so yeah. Pinot's fine but I mean, you know, you get a mattress for fifty bucks, and then you get a professional steam cleaner to clean it for a hundred, and you get a sweet mattress Brandy that mattress, normally costs yeah. a grand. So it's a it's a good deal. But anyways, yeah, sex swings and sex toys. I don't know whether you can get those. Well, theoretically, I mean, a, a washed sex toy should be clean, right? Well, right. Theoretically, yeah. that's the whole point. Sanitized thingy. Yeah. Or, but there's some like there are male ones. Like if there was like I've never used a. a Fleshlight. What's the rating of your show, by the way? It's okay if we talk about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. So, like, if I've never used like a, I've never used anything like that where 
you you've never masturbated into a rubber tube. <laughs> well, that's yeah. It. yeah, we got it. Yeah, and yeah. I just imagine yeah, that there's well, say what we're thinking here, people. <laughs> there is cracks and crevices inside yeah. one of yeah. those things yeah. that would find that liquid would get into. You know a, what st- I mean? a steam cleaner is going to have a difficult job. <laughs> oh, well, that's really more of a question of do you? Do, it's not so much is it okay to um, buy a secondhand sex toy. It's more a question of how much do you trust sterilization? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and well, that is like, it. well, do you do you trust modern technology? Obviously, mm. I probably wouldn't. To be, I'm going to <laughs> be honest, guys. Like, I probably wouldn't buy a second. You can buy those light. like the baby bottle sterilizers, and you could put said uh, said toy into the. Oh into yeah, the, yeah. We yeah. used to have those for um for our daughter. So yeah, I mean it's. Mm. Yeah, it's weird though. I mean, that that would feel a bit weird. That's like when I used um, uh, I used my daughter's uh, medicine, medicine like uh, mm-hmm. cup. Yeah, you know, to like figure out five mils or whatever to like make a martini, <laughs> and I just felt really guilty. I was like, I shouldn't be using my daughter's measuring medicine measure to measure out a martini. Well, also speaking of like the photos in the background of like the sex wing or people's things on Facebook Marketplace, one of the best Twitter pages, I assume it's also an Instagram page, is called People Selling Mirrors. Yeah, and oh, because it's just oh, people yeah, working out. There's like people that'll lie behind the mirror and stick their arm over the. <laughs> top and take a photo <laughs> of the mirror or they'll like hide behind a curtain and try trying to obscure themselves from there or things that are in the background unbelievable stuff yeah i mean it's i find it weird as well have you noticed in have you guys looked at much real estate um the photos mm. as well like mm. there's now these all these ghost images in real estate yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know what i mean i'm like why is there a person blurred walking through the lounge room like, why are you doing that yeah you've got a photographer just wait till they leave the room i don't understand the yeah, the, the, the psychology behind what, what that's supposed to show. I, a blurry photo. <laughs> I was um I was buying a mountain bike and I was looking on um Facebook Marketplace and mm. a lot of the mountain bike pictures also quite rare because they always make sure that the mountain bike is outside in nature. It's like, yeah. prove it. Just because in case you didn't believe it, oh, here's a picture of a mountain bike. No, nah, that's in your garage, mate. That's good thing to be outside. <laughs> and they're always just standing there by themselves. It's like, this is so weird. You're yeah. clearly using the bike that you're trying to sell me right now <laughs> at the very moment you took this. Shocking. As Adam was saying before, you are very, very busy. you got podcasts, stand-up, wrote a book, kids' music, rap career, TV writer, your dad, partner, which is your favourite? <laughs> oh, look. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like all, I genuinely like all of them. It is one of those things that being a, being a dad has been my favourite recently. Mm. Um, <laughs> it goes up and down. <laughs> it fluctuates, yeah. Six it months goes ago, up and not down so much. a lot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> daily. Daily. No, the reason why I do all those things is because I don't have a favourite. It's because I like doing... I don't want to get bored and it's pretty easy to get bored when you start doing the same thing. I mean, even, even when I was working at um, somewhere like Triple J, it was an incredible gig. I absolutely loved it. But you do get to a point where suddenly it becomes the same cycle every single year. So you, you, you're going, oh, okay, January's Hottest 100. So you're doing the Hottest 100. And then you go, oh, February, we're doing like some, you know, Groove in the Move festival competition. And then March, you're doing Comedy Festival. And then April, you're doing this. And you just start like, it just starts becoming the same a little bit. And so you kind of just want to switch things up a little bit all the time. So anytime I'm about to sink into a, 
you know, this is the same kind of thing, then I try to get out of my comfort zone. Like I'm doing Splendor this weekend um, and mm. that is, you know, I'm at the comedy stage, but I'm going to be telling some jokes, but also doing some rap. And it's probably going to be received terribly because people who come to see jokes do not want to see me rap. And people but, who come to see rap are quite happy to see jokes. <laughs> yeah, they, they're pretty serious. Some of those, some of those guys. So, um, yeah, but you know, it's just it's gonna it's gonna keep me on my toes and it's gonna make things interesting for me. And if I'm not if I'm not interested by any of it, then the audience isn't gonna be interested. So I'm just trying to make sure that I feel you know excited by it all. How do you balance them all, like balance in your life in terms of like, because you obviously want to spend time with your daughter, spend time with your partner yeah, and then do all this kind of thing. So like week, do you work it out on like a week to week basis in what your week is looking for or month to month? Do you have just like the best shared calendar ever? No, nah, well, yeah, actually I do. I've got, I've got a calendar that's shared between multiple managers and myself um, and we, you know, we just compartmentalize everything. Also notes. I have a notes. I just ha- I just have notes on my phone, and I've got different notes. Like I've got a radio section notes. I've got a stand up notes. I've got a film and TV idea notes, and it, that's literally all that. And the thing is, I, I just try to do. I just try to live my life, doing the things that I want to be doing. And when the ideas come, then I put them in the notes section of whatever they fit under, and I apply them when necessary. So most days I just go like, I'm going to go to um, Clavelli Bowls Club and sit and have a beer and look out at the ocean. So I'll catch a bus out to Clavelli and I'll sit and have a beer and I'll look out at the ocean. And along that journey, heaps of stuff will, heaps of ideas will come into my head. I'll see someone that I think, oh, that, that's, that's exactly like a character in the TV show I'm writing. I should put that down in the TV note section or I'll see something happen and go, oh, that's funny. I'm going to put that in the radio section. We're going to do talk back about that. So it's all just that. It's just notes and making sure I'm not sitting down in front of a blank screen because blank screens are the death of creativity. And I think that people get too, people get too obsessed with trying to be creative by sitting down and writing. Like, oh, I'm going to write. I'm going to sit down and write. And it's like, write what i'd have nothing to say if i'm just sitting at a computer so just doing stuff living life trying to yeah tr- when the ideas come then you got something to write or do but before those note sections get started because i'm sure they you know you start in stand up and you're like right i've got a note section for that and then you're on the radio and then you've clearly got one for that did a note section pop up and go book guys i think i'm going to be writing a book <laughs> do you know what no someone did actually get in touch with me about the book and um and it's so funny because the first someone when I was at Triple J got in touch and said, "Hey, I work at this publishing house. It's a pretty big publishing house. They're like, do you think you'd ever write a book?" And I was like, "Well, if I was going to write a book, it'd be about this, right?" When I was, um, you know, twelve years old, my mum dying, right? And they were like, "Okay." And then they're like, "But what else would happen in the book?" And I was thinking about all the other things that would happen. And the only other thing that I could think of at the time was, hmm. I don't know whether I'd be allowed to tell this story on this Ooh, podcast. That was interesting. Oh, interesting. There was a moment there. We well, basically, I <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you can go, you can bleep that out or whatever if you need to. Wait, successfully, like <laughs> yeah, but only a little bit. It wasn't like a big bit. It was just this little tiny bit. 
<laughs> and uh, look, I've talked about it lucky in stand up. Lucky and everything. you're sponsored by a, um, a certain footlong company. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's not like that. Six, I was six just more flexible. Yeah, it's not as hard as you think. When you've got I a massive <laughs> hog, it's fine. Trust just, me, it's got nothing to do with that. You just take it off that. your shoulder, and it's I, right. No. <laughs> I was just really like I was. I was like 15 at the time, and I was very much more flexible. And so right. <laughs> it was just, and it only ever happened once. I could never reach again. Anyway, the point is, and I've told, I've talked about all this in my stand up, so I'm, it doesn't matter. I'm not revealing any new information. Um, but that was the only other story I could think of. So I've got my mum dying and then that <laughs> happening. And I'm like, how do I make that a story? Um, and look, I ended up weaving a lot of, uh, look, to be fair, eventually the publishing house that I did go with were like, let's. Let's save that other story for book two, maybe. <laughs> the sequel. The sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, and go with that. So, so, no, again, the book was just what, bu- what bunch of stories have I got that, you know, like or what period of my life is, is significant that I could sort of focus on and, and really turn into an interesting story. So that's what I did with that. Um, and it is a really significant part of my life and it's something that, you know, my mum dying, that is, not the, not the other thing. Whoa. I mean, they've both stuck with me for a long time, but one certainly more uh, affecting. Um, and I, like, I mean, that was, a, that was an event that happened that I turned into my very first stand-up show called Being Black and Chicken and Shit, which won a Best Newcomer Award at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I also took it over to Edinburgh, got nominated for Best Newcomer over there. That was 2013. Then I turned into the book, um, which is being black and chicken and chips because you can't have the word shit on a book cover in certain popular department stores. Um, and then, you know, that's now been optioned as a film and I've just finished like, you know, the first draft of that and that's going through development at Screen Australia and with a, you know, big production company, Wooden Horse and, uh, and Aquarius. So, I mean, that that is certainly a big story of my a big part of my life and it's something that uh, it's a story that I'm keeping on telling because it's the most important story for me in my whole life and it's something that a lot of people can relate to so um uh you know so so having a parent die when you're young it's just something that i that i, that I keep going back to and and yeah so that's that's how the book really happened um someone said do you have a story and i thought yeah this is the story that i'd tell how does it go for you taking something like that which is obviously and i can only assume traumatic uh and then deciding that you know what this needs to be out into the public consumption and then kind of revealing that to everybody and then kind of basing a lot of your your life's kind of work around something like that because then you have to you're reliving it all the time is that therapeutic or that's was that more challenging than you thought i mean it's it's therapeutic in a sense look the thing about most of the work i do which is just sort of turning real life events into fictional versions of them so the same with this the same thing applies to this this tv show the other guy where you know my character has just found out that his partner's cheating on him uh they've been together for 10 years she's been cheating on him with their best friend they've all been living together it's just a whole complete you know life falling apart moment um what the thing that i'm always asking myself is like what good is that it's just staying inside my head. Like that's the, the, events like that happen to so many people that I might as well just sort of go, "Hey, this happened to me," and so many people will be like, "Oh wow, that happened to me as well." I didn't realize how many people it's happening to, and so you know, I feel like just anything that happens to me, I'm more than happy to sort of share. Like hence me going, "Yeah, you know, I did this thing once in a bathtub in in when I was in Ghana once." 
Um, you know, because I'm sure heaps of guys have done it or tried to do it and whatever. It doesn't ma- like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I learned pretty early on, especially during the radio days, that you can really only tell your story. You're not. You're not. You don't have permission to tell anyone else's story unless you get permission. Um, so, you know, even the other guy, that that story, nothing about the other characters in that story is real. It's not, those people are not, those characters have got no, are nothing like the real people and they're not the real people at all. And, and I'm really conscious of making sure that I'm not, even the people that I don't like because of what has happened, I have no interest in, you know, telling their story or telling anything about them. It's, it's got, I don't have permission to and I don't want to. It's just I can only tell my story and my perspective of things, which I do think that I have a complete entitled, you're entitled to tell your story and, you, and the, the, your perspective of any story. You're absolutely entitled to do that. Um, but yeah, you're not really allowed to tell any other stories. I mean, my dad's had a little bit, gotten annoyed with me at times because I've shared things or sort of put things from his perspective when I maybe haven't, but... He's probably the only person that I'd be willing to beg for forgiveness from, um, and who's least likely to sue me. Yeah, great. really. Yeah. Um, although you know, crazier things Maybe. have happened, so I, I won't. I won't. I won't say ever. I'll just say for now. <laughs> no, I love you, Dad. Come on. He's a big fan of the show, actually. <laughs> Mac. Just Thanks, uh, Mac. can't wait for this episode. <laughs> He'll love it. How do you decide what goes where? Like what goes, what stories go into what piece of content? What goes into the other guy? What goes into the book, stand up? So I judge them by how quickly they're going to be consumed and expelled. So essentially I treat them the same way that um, you would treat food. So everyone consumes, this goes into philosophy and I've, I've spoken about this a little bit before in other places, but this goes into a philosophy that comes down to uh, content being exactly the same as food and people consume both daily, regularly, all the time. So every morning you're eating your cereal and you're watching, you're listening to the radio, breakfast radio, or you're reading the newspaper or, you know, you're watching breakfast TV. Uh, You're on the bus and you're listening to music. You're at work, you're checking your Facebook, you're looking at posts, all that sort of stuff. You're at home, you watch your long form series, right? You're constantly doing that. And you savor certain types of content for certain moments in your life, the same way that you savor certain food moments for certain times in your life. No one's going to go out for a quick lunch and have a 12-course degustation meal. You don't do that. You just have a sandwich. Now, on a certain day, you can enjoy a sandwich just as much as you can enjoy a 12-course degustation meal. But it's the experience that you place around all of those things that, that places the value in them. So you go, you say, sorry, this is going, going really deep, but essentially <clears throat> when I'm putting together a stand-up show, an hour-long stand-up show, I have to remember that the people who are coming to see that have put just as much emphasis on that performance as they have to, let's say, the 12-course degustation meal which means they probably will only do something like this once every few months, possibly once a year. They've probably spent $150 on a babysitter. They've spent $60 on Ubers there and back. They've spent $200 on dinner and they've spent $50 a ticket per show. So that show to them is once a year. 
that's your big budget event and therefore you've got to try and make that experience as really worth it as possible. <clears throat> when people log on to the turn on the radio or turn on Matt and Alex all day breakfast, they're probably listening to it the same way that they eat a bowl of cereal every morning. It's fine. It's good. It's delicious. They like it. They eat it because they enjoy it. But they're not going to be like, man, I'm going to take photos of this cereal and this is going to be the thing that I remember for the rest of my life. They just, they're, you know, they're in the car. They're just thinking about their day. It's just sort of part of their, their the motions. And so you you can throw things away a little bit more. You can be like, yeah, I just saw this. This is just a small thing that I noticed. It's something for you to think about for 10 minutes while you're driving to work. It's probably not going to be the thing that sits with you for the rest of your life. And that's fine with me. So just tearing, tears of all that sort of content and going, well, that's just something that I'm going to talk about for a few minutes on a podcast, or that's something that I'm going to spend a year traveling Australia, working little rooms to try and develop into a 10 minute bit that might end up being an iconic award-winning DVD, you know, or this is something that, this is something that deserves to go in a $5 million budget television show that people are going to wait to see and you know, binge all three hours of in one go with their friends around in a, as a party. Like, so it's like, yeah, you just constantly kind of compartmentalize all of the, the value in each piece of content. I mean, some people used to take photos of their cereal in 2012 when Instagram first came content out. Content changes, bro. <laughs> content evolves. Mate, there would have been people in the 1700s taking serious paintings of their cereal, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> totally. Really I've seen it. I mean, fruit, fruit, paintings of fruit. Of fruit. Yeah, like, yeah, fruit. exactly. Like, who cares about it? It just looks like a banana, but, you know, they were really <laughs> going nuts of that Bro, stuff, you should so. see this fruit bowl I copped at home. I'll, I'll paint you a picture. <laughs> Look, there was a pear in it as well as grapes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, bro, the light. It was doing crazy stuff. Let me paint you a picture about it. Oh, my God. Wild stuff. Uh, Matt, we've probably got to let you go because you are a busy guy, as we established. But so. we do like to finish with you've got options. So we're going to give you five options and you get to select two of them and each one has a question associated with it. So right, your sure. options are who, what, when, where, and why. You pick two of those and then we tell you what the second part of the question is. All right, what and why. What and why. What, the what question, what's the what question? What fills your cup? Uh, thank you. What fills your cup? So, what makes you fulfilled in life? What do you do? What activities? What things do you do that you finish and you're like, yeah, that that's uh, that hit the spot. Um, <clears throat> long lunching, love oh, it, nice. Oh my god, I love having a long yeah. lunch. I freaking love it. Long lunch means um, you got nothing to do at night, mm. and oh, also, man, it's the best. As a side note, I still use your cookbook, uh, Shortcuts to Glory. I'm, oh, mad. Yeah, on, uh, ABC, so do I. I occasionally check it as well. I'm Loved like, what, what, how do I make that? Yeah, but <laughs> long lunches, you just can settle in because you've got nothing done for the night. So you, it's effectively having oh. dinner in the middle of the day. Yeah, totally. And then you've got leftovers to eat later on. Just having a selection of drinks to have as well, like starting off with some light, like some sort of light, Feeling beers and you know, getting some crafty things and moving on to some natural whites, Ooh. wines, maybe a nice lat natural Pinot, finishing off with a maybe a Negroni. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> might get a Man. free, might get a free, free beer branded uh, beanie and then end up spilling your Pinot on your mattress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, do you know, I mean, the thing is that one of the things that I'm like that because I'm doing Dry July, I'm like. Why am I doing this? Like I actually <laughs> just love drinking. Do you know what I mean? Like I lo I like it. I like it a lot. It would be like 
It'd be like a sports person, you know, being like, oh, you're not allowed to play football this month. Like, why? I enjoy it. Yeah, it's good for <laughs> I mean, it's time. a little bit bad for me, sure, but I really genuinely like doing it. But anyway, got to you got to take your time off every now and then. <laughs> Mate, next question is the why. The why question, yeah, and you touched on it a little bit, but the, it is why do you do what you do? It's all I've ever known how to do and it's all I've ever wanted to do. As soon as I left high school, I was like, I don't want to study. I don't want to – I'm not good at that, that stuff. Um, I just want to make things and let people enjoy them um, and hope people enjoy them, really. I just want to keep making things. And so ever since I left high school, I was like, uh, you know, I always, <clears throat> I always used to say in my head, like, there's that line in 8 Mile, um, Eminem, don't uh, lose yourself, where he's like, success is my only – mother f an option failure is not and i was like if i don't give myself any option but to make this my career then i won't fall back on anything else you know a lot of people go oh you got you should go go to uni get something to fall back on it's like nah because you you hold on a lot more when you don't have a net Totally, you're it's, really it's high stakes you've got nothing. real yeah you're gripping onto that rope real hard when there's uh, nothing to fall back on, so um, I'm 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 thankful for the decision that I made in that capacity. Great answer. Nice. It's fantastic to make that decision at like 18 years old as well. Back yourself. Yeah, I just see and you just see people falling off. You see people falling off the rope the whole your whole career, and it's like they just had to stay in there a little bit longer. But the allure of security is it's. I mean, I don't I don't begrudge anyone for doing it. It's it's pretty. There's been times there where I was, you know living in a stinky-ass share house with vomit stains on the couch and just rough as guts, you know, and then and then, and then seeing friends who just had money and could go and get the entrees and the mains, you know. Long lunch. And I was, and I was under, yeah, they were a long lunch and I was under the table transferring money on my net bank because I couldn't <laughs> afford, you know, the bread to starters, you know. So it's like, it's like, it's, yeah. I, I don't blame anyone for doing that, but I just know that I, that, that was a choice that I made, and I'm and I'm happy with it. It is funny that, like, if you think about it, the more creative, not always, obviously, but the the creative arts almost come from suffering, and they're so yeah. like closely intertwined that it's so hard to get the break that you need the suffering, which actually gives you the content to give you the Bro, break. It's so pathetic. There's sometimes <laughs> I've I've honestly wished illness upon myself so I could have something <laughs> something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally been just like, what on earth can happen in my life where it's like I need something bad but not so bad that it's bad, but just bad enough. Fen- I need I a have fender something bender. to talk about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need someone to just bump into my car. Not badly, just to bump into it so I have something to talk about on the radio tomorrow. Otherwise, it's going to be another morning where I'm talking about Shayna Blaze and Andrew Winter on <laughs> Selling Houses Australia. And that's all I can do. I think you've answered the question, though, uh, that we were all wondering. How did Matt O'Kahn end up on secondhand sex swings on Facebook yeah. Marketplace? So that's good. I mean, it's all a bit of I should have gone for an inspection just to have a story <laughs> to tell. <laughs> hey, ah, oh, idiot, idiot. Matt O'Kahn, mate, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck with your uh, sex swing purchases. Everyone, obviously, check out Matt's – check out All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Check out his stand-up. Buy the book, Bean Black and Fish and Chips. Check Chicken out and the, Chips. Oh, sorry. Being black and say it again, say it again. being black and chicken and chips. Uh, check out Diver City. Dan Sealy has genuinely been in my head for like a week. I just cannot get it out of there, bro. It's- I'm telling you, it's uh, I. I it's so one of the most exciting crowd moments I've had 
has been playing at Vivid Festival on the outdoor stage with Diver City and seeing so many three-year-olds losing <laughs> their minds. Like, yeah. like, I mean, yeah. you know, playing the Opera House is great, playing the Enmore, great, all that sort of stuff, but just seeing three-year-olds on shoulders just yeah. singing your songs back to you, <laughs> bizarrely cool. That is like unbridled love because like adults <laughs> will go to a gig and, and sit there and like nod their head and leave and go, oh, that man, was, adults man, that was dickheads. One Honestly, of the best adults, Adults will sit there and just be like, "I'm not putting my hands up. No. Prove it. Mm. I'm not. Get, I'm not. I'm not having fun. You, pa- I paid for this. Yeah. You know? I'm not having fun. <laughs> Don't tell me what kids, to do. Kids, you're like, what sound does a chicken make? And they're all like, bark, bark, bark. And you're like, yes, good on you. Love it. And then obviously the other guy. There's so mate. You you can't. You're not, very busy guy. You can't not find Matt O'Kine if you're looking for him. So mate, where's your preference? Where would you like people to find you? If they're new oh, to just, the Matt O'Kine uh, Honestly, ecosystem. just go onto my Instagram and, and go from there. Yep. There's all that stuff. Matt O'Kine. Love that, Love Matt. It. Mate, thanks so much for uh, sneaking us into your day. Not at all. Thanks for having me. Yeah.